you're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Hello and welcome. That's right. Once again, you are trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This channel is a celebration of all things pop culture. So please hit that like button, subscribe, all that good shit. I'm your co-host, Jay Saint motherfucking G. Certified Geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, the land of Earth Crisis, Syracuse, New York. And reintroducing my wonderful panel, she is our beautiful nerd cage queen, hailing from Portland, Oregon. Hello, pretty guardian, how are you? Hello, I am so good to be here and to be talking to you all about King Kong vs. Godzilla tonight. Um, Jay sent me the DVD and I got to enjoy that last night. So happy to be here. Excellent. And hailing from Los Angeles, California, he's the Italian Goku. He is the one who nerds. Derek, what's popping, my dude? Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not much. I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting into this. Excellent. And you know him. He's our moderator and troll hammer, stronger than the DK banana slime. It is Joe from motherfucking Fallen One Gaming. Please introduce these handsome motherfuckers that we got in the in the show tonight. We have Yoko Hoguchi and Titan Goji. Hey. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Yes. Fan and before we go any farther, <laughs> who do we got in the chat, Joe? In the chat tonight, we have Doomzilla. We have Wild Band. What's up, Doom? We yes. Wild Band. And we have the National Weather Broadcast. Well, thanks very much, everybody. <laughs> So real quick, some shameless plugs real quick. If you have not gone to our brand new Tee Public and get yourself a mother... Wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Davis has got it on. Yo, show Model. everybody, dude. Yeah, Stand up. that shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then, yo, check out the back. Witness the strength of geek knowledge on the back. Yes. Pick up... Your nerd cage live yep. shirt uh, at our uh, T public and uh, how well it's showing. I mean, it's it. There, there, there's something back there. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you look you look sharp in it, dude. And yo, if you're all feeling frisky, get Thank your you. Pornhub parody nerd cage <laughs> logo. Yes. yes. <laughs> look forward to wearing it in front of your parents and explaining what the colors mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, mom and dad, there's a drum solo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh joe uh tell everybody about saturday on saturday we are doing a watch party of mortal Kombat 1995 yes <laughs> and we got some friends coming for that one we got tab of 99 toshi from Komi dogu we got havoc mk Ham ah, habit attic and mad mike jones and dr hexen so be there that'll be saturday at Six o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That is five o'clock Central, and for you West Coast motherfuckers, that is three o'clock. Sorry, I had to do a little bit of math here. Um, <laughs> yes, and then of course, Joe, tell them about uh, tell them about Friday. On Friday, we go back to playing Zelda: Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yes, Twitch.tv/NerdCageLive, and then on Tuesday, 
On Tuesdays, we play Bayonetta, yes. our favorite bullet witch. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so let's get started here. King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, to this day, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Yoko, correct me, if, but it's still the most attended Godzilla movie of all time, or did Shin break that? Uh, not yet. I think, uh, I believe you're right, King Kong vs. Godzilla is still, uh, to date, the most attended uh, Godzilla film, right? I think. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And, um... And, and the, obviously, you know, this is due to inflation and all that stuff. It's just This is just pure attendance between U.S. and Japan. It was a huge crossover. One of the biggest crossovers at the time because crossovers were a thing in the 60s. Now, I want to go in a circle real quick. We have some individuals here who just seen the movie for the first time. This is the Japanese version, by the way, that we we're covering. And, of course, we got people, we got some kaiju nerds here. So, we're going to go around in a circle and let's start with one of our guests. Davis. How does this movie hold up to you 60 years later? And like of all the Godzilla movies out there, this is definitely one of the ones that I revisit the most. I mean, yeah, it's King Kong versus Godzilla. I mean, what what more do you want? But at the, but at the same time, like not not only does it uh, deliver it like in the fights, but like just the action in general, the special effects are amazing. It was a huge turning point in the Godzilla franchise that that uh, that really, really like exploded its longevity, especially in the public eye. Uh, and uh, and in terms of uh, in terms of King Kong, it, it also helped King Kong's popularity uh, as well, especially since you have, you have a monster from the east and a monster from the west just duking it out, and and uh, and what you know. I'd say is the battle of the century. Absolutely. And Yoko Higuchi, I want to know how do you feel about the movie all these years later? I rewatched it again for the 60th, and uh, by God, is this still entertaining and uh, pretty outrageous, even amongst the Godzilla continuity. Uh, it is very comedic intentionally and. I do like that tone where it's very satirical, it's very kind of on the nose. And obviously, you know, these special effects at the time, you know, that was some pioneering stuff that Tsuburaya was doing. And uh, to echo what Davis was saying, you know, obviously this film is so integral to both franchises and maybe even more so to Godzilla, because I think, uh, you know, Toho was going in a direction of doing solo monster movies sort of, um, after Rodan's success. And I oh, think bro. it was kind of a... Uh, a very important turn for the the Godzilla franchise to pit these two specific monsters together in that moment. I think that was, you know, pretty uh, extraordinary. Even by today's standards, like that isn't something that we see all too often. Like we'll see crossovers from, you know, same comic properties and whatnot, but like these are two completely separate entities from uh, two different continents clashing together. I think that in a cinematic landscape is pretty interesting, even now. So, um, but even the historical side, you know, away from that, uh, the film is just wildly entertaining. It's it's just like from start to finish, it's funny. It's, it's just engrossing. It's really fun. Uh, the human characters are great in this, I think. And the yeah. monsters are, obviously the kaiju effects are great. Kong looks a little, yeah, a little funky, but um, that you know, funky but can... <laughs> monkey, brass monkey, chunky, 
That funky mo- Sorry. Add to it. I think- I think we can live with it, but, uh, I- I love this Godzilla. This is- Yes. A really good Godzilla. Um, oh, yeah. so yeah, a really fun movie. I- I adore this one. Excellent. And of course, yeah, uh, and, oh, uh- Go ahead. Adding to what you were saying, Yoko, I think that's probably like my personal favorite Showa Godzilla design. Like when I think Showa Godzilla, my mind immediately goes to King Goji. Yeah. Excellent. Now, we got some individuals here that just watched it for the first time last night. So I watched Shimmy over to our nerd cage queen, Pretty Guardian. So we've been aching to hear what you think. <laughs> I'll have you, okay. Well, I'm excited to tell you. I actually really liked the movie. What? And <laughs> I did. My first experience with Godzilla was the TriStar one from 1998. And this is the only other Godzilla movie I've ever watched. Um, and I liked it. And so like one of the first things I did is I was like, okay, well, what was the budget for this movie? Because I, I feel like for that time frame, the special effects were really good. And it was 432,000 US dollars. So translated to today's money, that's like 4.2 million. That's mm -hmm. crazy to me. You can't make a Medea movie for 4.2 million. <laughs> so the fact that they were able to produce like really a, a great movie kind of taking us to all these different locations the submarine the island japan like that's really impressive to me like really fucking impressive um and then going back to what yoko was saying the comedic tone of the movie i i loved the the comedy the fact that it was like willing to make fun of itself and <laughs> even um mr taco from the the ad agency the manager yeah. is yes. actually like a, a comedian ichiro arashima and so I, I thought that that was really cool. Um, so I loved the humor. I loved the production value. Overall, it was a good movie. Wow. I nice. am floored. Nice. Hold on a second. Let's <laughs> give it up. Oh, you know, I, do. I had to do a little bit of homework. I wasn't going to come here like without an opinion on it. <laughs> no, no. The, the right. was fantastic. Everything you said was fantastic. Now. Derek, I I know this is near and dear to your heart and you're a longtime oh, yeah. kaiju fan, so go ahead, spill your guts, dude. Uh, what else is there to say about what is arguably the most iconic fight mm -hmm. ever? Uh, not only that, um, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, um, I think there's something kind of interesting about the... Uh, behind the scenes for this one in that uh, Haro Nakajima would like kind of go the uh, suit actor for King Kong. And I feel like some of that transfers over to the actual fight. And I, it's kind of hard to tell with like the stiff puppetry, but I don't know, maybe there's some like weird aura going on where the, the, the actor's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna show Haro what's up. What's up? We're gonna throw him across this fucking stage. It's gonna be great. Yeah. That was the best part. Okay. Um, so I'm good. glad you mentioned oh, that. Yeah. Listen, the suit, the Godzilla suit itself is like 250 pounds. Plus, you got a 150 pound man in the suit. And the guy who portrayed Kong, it was uh, Siyochi Hirose. I probably butchered right. that name. Yep. Had the yep. strength. The strength. 
to lift him up <laughs> over his shoulder and fucking throw him. That's yep. mind blowing. And plus, that he would go yeah. on. He would go on to portray King Ghidorah as well. Yep. Um, and I will I will finish up this thought by saying that we got we got raids, which was like kind of the prototype to what we got with Godzilla vs Kong or King Kong vs Godzilla. <laughs> That's much later. Um, <laughs> but I feel like this this is absolutely the movie that carried at least the show era um, for another twelve films which i mean to this day you don't see that a lot if at all yes loved it love it very much so 100 yes now joe from fall one game had the pleasure of sitting down on the twitch couch as we watched it right before we started playing bayonetta so joe go ahead man all right this wasn't my first godzilla movie but it was my first show era movie and Ooh. that being said, I mean, the the cinematography and the uh, effects that they were able to get back then without the technology we have today was pretty impressive. And the good, the good thing about having simple effects like that is that you're able to flesh out the story a little better rather than focusing on action like 100% of the time. So it was awesome to see an actual story unfold between uh, the human characters and everything while you're building up to the fight. So that I think I think it was great. Excellent, excellent. So yes, so it's so basically we have positive vibes all around the show tonight. I was wondering because I'm like, uh oh, is someone not gonna like them? No, it's all good. I'm glad that we're all on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> so, Take that I hate how good it is. God damn it. All right. I mean, it's not, it's just outside my top 10. Um, this is like, this would be like my number 11. If I'm ranking all the Godzilla movies, this is like my number 11, but I will say this besides the finale of destroy all monsters. This finale is my favorite Godzilla fight ever made. I mean, to me, King Kong is a lot like Rocky. He's the underdog. Mm. He's kind of like your drunk uncle who keeps drinking the berry juice and getting drunk all the time, <laughs> passing out. But when the time trips comes, to Tokyo, the bastard. Sorry. When the time comes, when it's time to step the fuck up and face Ivan Drago or Apollo Creed or whatever, King Kong finds a way. And the uh, woof woof to the American monster. So. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I love how, I just love how they portrayed Godzilla as the big bad, but you know, King Kong is just, you know, he's just there and he's just, and he's, he's just trying to get Godzilla out of his way. And he does by getting electrocuted. Cause that makes sense. <laughs> Zeus was like, no, not my boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And and and, um, and uh, uh, two things. You mentioned Rocky. Now 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 I'm thinking about Odaku, the octopus. Uh, as oh yeah, as, uh, I got behind the scenes. I got pictures he's, of that. He's like, come on, Kong. What's the matter with you? And tomorrow, <laughs> there is no tomorrow. <laughs> and, okay. And, and, and you mentioned the whole. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Well, no, I was just gonna say same thing that we talked about before. That octopus is the Nick Fury of. 
the the Showa era of kaiju oh films. Oh Here my god. Go again. Because yo, <laughs> okay, not on, only on, that this on. octopus goes against King Kong. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he appears, he would appear in other movies, War of the Gargantuas and the canon ending to Frankenstein Conquers the World. Um, but yeah, that octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, um, uh, okay, one, Jay, you lost that debate back then. Uh, two, uh, you, you mentioned the, uh, uh, the lightning. I think that'd be a good segue into the production history yeah. of King Kong versus Godzilla. Yes. Uh, because, uh, uh, because, because back then, Willis O'Brien wanted to get another King Kong movie off the ground. Uh, it was titled, um, I believe one of the titles was King Kong versus Prometheus, where Kong yeah. would battle like this sort of Frankenstein-esque creature, and 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 uh, and, and you know Willis O'Brien was was pitching it around to like different studios, but couldn't find anyone. But but it wasn't until uh, he came across John Beck, and they came into contact with Toho, who at the time was also thinking about uh, bringing back Godzilla for another movie for uh, Godzilla versus Frankenstein. And before that, there was also Frankenstein versus the human vapor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously none of those projects came to be. So what they did was that they combined what they had from those and this King Kong pitch into the movie we have now, King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and which pretty much explains the whole lightning thing because King Kong was supposed to be Frankenstein. Yes. Uh, I was actually t telling Joel about that uh, as we were watching yeah. it. Now, as much... Okay, I gotta say something, though. Now, I don't have a... I don't... I can accept, just because it's the Showa era, I can accept King Kong drawn strength from electricity. Okay, I can get past that, no problem. I have more of a problem... I mean, Godzilla does the same thing in Mechagodzilla. Yeah. That's so just it. Right I have more yeah. of a problem with Godzilla uh, shying away from electricity because, one... Even though it was a technically a different Godzilla, but 1954, he tramples right through the electricity in Tokyo. Even though it was a different Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Then you got this one where he gets shocked and he, he goes the other direction. Then, in Godzilla vs. Mothra, they use electricity to try to kill him, and it's ineffective and it doesn't bother him. That's all. I just find... I mean, obviously this movie at the time, you know, they thought of it as a standalone movie. Well, I just thought it was weird that in the same era, Godzilla wasn't wasn't affected by electricity, but in this movie he did. But I think it was more so to give King Kong like a, an upper hand, you know. I think perhaps you can make it. the excuse that like maybe this like because uh, canonically it's the second Godzilla because the yes. first one dies and this yeah, is the, the second first one. one dies. Yep. Perhaps the second one experienced electricity in this one and therefore was able to withstand it in Mothra vs. Godzilla. <laughs> I'm I'm just throwing that not a bad theory. Not but a yeah, bad but, theory. But, but it's definitely a case of like uh, we don't know if we're gonna make a sequel to this. Let's just kind of just make it and you know, and especially in the Showa era, continuity is so like jumbled. Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can't really yeah, fault it, it, the writers like, it, for it's that. Like, it's like, okay, it, uh, in, in 1967, you have Minya, and he somehow didn't age up until, like, 1999. 1999, he still yeah. looks the nope. same. And just yep. all monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and another another thing... Sorry to go off topic, but another thing in Destroy All Monsters is uh, Gorosaurus 
uh, was bigger because when he fought King Kong, he was like 20, oh, yes. 30 feet tall. But all yes. of a sudden, he's bigger and he can also burrow underground for whatever reason. Because he was Barragon for some reason? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and that they swapped it with Gorosaurus because they didn't want to damage mm -hmm. uh, part of the Barragon suit because at that point, it's it's been like remodeled so many times yeah. for Ultraman. It's like, okay, we don't know how long this suit can take. We'll, we'll just do Gorosaurus instead. <laughs> so um, I just found a fun fact. I'm going through the IMDB because I wanted to add something too. Yes. Um, this is kind of a weird one and I wasn't ready for this. Uh, the this is the first film ever to feature the Davy Crockett, which was a portable missile launcher nuclear weapon that was developed by the United States. Huh. At the time, it was still classified. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! So this Damn. movie <laughs> oh. kind of pulled the spoilers. Wow! On, on the U.S. government. Oh boy! Whoops! Well, wow. Someone gave away uh -oh. the nuclear codes. <laughs> hey Toho, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe they did. Well, never mind. It's not. Uh, it's Star Trek should, all over should, again. No, no, I'm not going to take it there. I was going to say maybe this was just their way of saying, "Well, we we messed up once already. Here, just <laughs> here's Here what we go. have." <laughs> bad, sorry, that's a bad joke. Is it um, bad that the first time I ever saw Davy Crockett was in Metal Gear Solid Three? No, that's the first time I saw it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I want to do a segue here. So we, we, we talked a little bit about the history here. Um, I'm going to go around a circle again. What is everybody's favorite scene? And we'll start with uh, Pretty Guardians. That's a tough one for me. I think maybe when they're first getting to Faroe Island and they're, like, meeting the natives, like... And, and they're just like jumping to like inch them into the island, like like that would actually push anybody anywhere. And um, then there's like the whole bit of them like turning on the radio and they're like, oh, radio and like passing around cigarettes and yep. stuff. I'm like, all right, these islanders know how to party. That's cool. Um, it was it was fun. All right, all right. Um, Derek, favorite scene. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. I was going to say Faroe Island, but now I feel like I need to find something else to, uh, to talk about. <laughs> no, say it. Get in there. Stand by your truth. It's true, though, because I do love that scene just because of, like, just because of, like, the innocence of it all. It felt, the, the whole thing, again, is a comedy, but it felt very, it felt like they were tapping into, like, Laurel and Hardy. Like, mm -hmm. there is definitely that fish-out-of-water story. There's the guy trying to, like, figure out what it is they like and he's just like throwing everything in his bag at them to make them like be cool um and then of course we get the uh that leads into kong's big reveal and everything that goes on there so yeah i i, I think that uh, faroe island is probably my favorite all right all right davis favorite scene um i love every scene with uh, Mr. Taco. I, I, I feel like aside from God's, Godzilla and King Kong, like he is the star of the movie. Like, like his, like, like his aura is just contagious. Like he's, he's so much fun on screen and probably because in a way he's also representing the audience. He's mm -hmm. all hyped up about uh, the idea of King Kong and Godzilla fighting one another. You know, he's he, like, he has so much energy and charisma about him. 
that it's just so endearing. Like you can't help but love his performance. Very well said. Yoko, favorite scene? Um, I said this on my Twitter, but uh, one of my favorite all-time moments in the Godzilla franchise ever is in this, and it's when uh, Godzilla and Kong are destroying um, uh, the castle, the Tommy castle at the very end. That is probably one of my favorite moments, top 10 moments in the Godzilla franchise. There's something about like the the way uh, that the castle is built and the way it kind of falls apart that's uh, i can't describe it in another word than beautiful like there's something about it that's just so i don't know powerful and and kind of like awe-inspiring see like both monsters at either end of the castle and just kind of wreaking havoc on it that image has always stuck with me slim ever since I was a kid, so that scene is my favorite. Yeah, it's definitely it definitely caps up caps off the finale on the biggest note possible. Mm. Joe! <laughs> I have a three-way tie, yeah, like, actually. Um, Ooh. <laughs> you know I love a three-way, tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'll be as exciting as all that, but uh, the first one I got is um, the Escape from the Ice with Godzilla. Yes. That's one of my favorites. Uh, the next one I have is when uh, King Kong's on the raft and he goes to set off the dynamite and it does nothing. So they all have to take turns shooting at it and they're horrible <laughs> shots. That's It yeah. takes like 18 <laughs> shots to shoot it. <laughs> and then uh, last but not least, the, the final fight between Godzilla and Kong. Okay, okay, well said. Oh, yo, look who's in the chat, Joe. Ah, Big Pat Sports. Big Pat Sports Talk. That's my dude. <laughs> Please sub him up. He's a fantastic so, Giants content creator. And uh, I just love it when he says, Lord have mercy, you bum. <laughs> That's my dude. Sub him up. All right. My favorite scene. Okay. It's that build up when they first meet. Okay. That, yeah. Just when you see King Kong, hold on, I gotta I got take the floor for a second. When King Kong is pounding his chest, and then Godzilla's doing his stupid little dance, it's so goddamn, yeah. like, it's, oh my god, it's bananas, no pun intended. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, oh, Godzilla, like, puffs an air of uh, a time of breath, and he gets the, and then he kills the helicopter, and then King Kong's, like, shocked at what he saw, and he does this little blinky thing. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Talk about like epic cinema right there, and then yeah, and then, like he wasn't expecting it. I don't know, just something about when they first meet, and just how they're just goofing off with the chest pounding and the little silly dance moves, and the Godzilla's clapping, and like, oh my gosh. Well, there's a lot of storytelling just told through motion. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. And again, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot missing from modern movies that we don't see that anymore. Mm -hmm. it, like, not a single word spoken, but we understand everything that each preacher is going through, even though they're entirely alien to us. Mm. Yeah, visual storytelling. Like, it's kind of a lost art, and this, uh, this film has that in space. But just on a side note, I am surprised that in this conversation of favorite scenes, nobody mentioned Kong shoving a tree down Godzilla's throat. 
because <laughs> so that is probably yeah, I, was, I, was, I was waiting on someone else to mention yeah 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 i was like that's my close second but like i don't want to say it because the I castle's my favorite given. but that's yeah that's a given right eat I, I your goddamn vegetables vegetables yeah. <laughs> and uh and uh, and I, 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 I just want to touch on the scenes that Yoko and Joe mentioned. Um, uh, uh, like, uh, I, I suppose one thing about that shot with the pagoda with Godzilla and Kong on either side, you you could say that like uh, uh, that uh, that with that being like the tail end like of their battle, like it, it could be this sort of symbol of mankind being caught in the conflict of these yeah. two giant mm -hmm. monsters that are just mm -hmm. duking it out. Uh, being absolutely like uh, helpless in the situation, if you will, and I, I think that's that's what makes it you know just so iconic. Yeah. And Joe, I'm happy that uh, that, that you mentioned the scene where Godzilla comes out of the ice because that is the first time that we hear the Godzilla theme from Akira Ifukube. Sure, we did have a Godzilla theme in the first movie, but. It wasn't until King Kong versus Godzilla where it became the main theme of Godzilla, mm -hmm. where he emerges from the ice, that music just starts blaring, the military starts rolling out, and shit goes down. <laughs> I think Hideaki Anno loves that scene too, because he did use that exact same piece of music in Shin Godzilla. Yes. Yes, he did. Yes. Yes. It's and and it not only is it the same track, it's also in the very first time you see mm -hmm. Godzilla in his in full form in that film. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that, that's a good thing to bring up real quick. I really didn't want to focus on the American version, but like, it was such. It was so weird because as a kid growing up with the U.S. Derek is version, ready. Yeah, no, I, I, admittedly, the American version is the one I'm most familiar with. But yeah. they used the music from Creature from the Black Lagoon. The Black Lagoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really distracting. I never, like, yeah. I never, for years, I never knew that. I never put the two to two together, but obviously because mm. it was a universal movie and a universal monster. Now, I will, won't lie. There are some incidents where I think it does work, in particular when, when King Kong is hiding behind the rock grabbing Godzilla's tail. I mean, there are moments where it works. Mm -hmm. And maybe the scene where King Kong gets blown up in the refs. Oh, yeah, fun fact. Oh, not a fun fact, but fun fact. The scene where King Kong got blown up in the raft, uh, that actor nearly drowned. Like, he seriously nearly mm -hmm. drowned it from swallowing all the water when uh, he fell in, like... I don't know exactly what they did when they blew the raft up, but when he, he fell into the water and then got up out of the water... And of course, the suit picked up, got soaking wet, and it got it weighed more. And he he's flapping his arms. He nearly drowned in that scene. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah, um, that, been, that uh, makes sense. That would have been the like uh, like uh, honestly, uh, Tokusatsu suit actors do not yes. get enough credit. No, I mean, the, every yeah. single yeah. time that never that that like someone nearly drowned in a Godzilla suit or, or like the burned. suit caught fire. Yeah, yeah, uh, like. Yeah, that, like like huge huge props to those guys. Yes, mm -hmm. honestly. Oh, like there was that part where Godzilla hits King Kong like right in the chest with the flames, and King Kong's like actually putting out the fire. I'm like, oh my god, like mm -hmm. is the dude in there okay? Like, do we need to pause this for a minute? I think that's not like acting. That's him going like, I'm good. 
We've seen the suits catch fire many times. Like it happened in Godzilla vs. Mothra. It happened in Terror mm -hmm. of Mechagodzilla. It's it's common. We've seen this. We literally seen these suits catch fire on numerous occasions. But but when you got a furry suit, like a hairy whatever, I don't know what material they use yeah. for. It, but like that's yeah. like more susceptible yeah. than a rubber that's, suit. That's gonna. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's was, bad. <laughs> I was I was telling Jay, I was like, imagine the smell of that place after that. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's when they shot it outdoors. <laughs> but yeah. I was just gonna say, like, but seeing the Japanese version for the first time again, I ordered a bootleg years ago from SumoGorilla.com. I <gasps> ended up sending that copy to Pretty Guardian for her to watch. Um, but like the seeing the Japanese version for the first time, and I hear the Ufukube tracks, I'm like, oh my god, this is actually the Godzilla movie. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. so hearing hearing those tracks just made the movie it just made the movie stand out even more. And of course, I prefer without. That American commentary with the two newscasters. I'm, oh, they really dumb it down. So that's why I really think the Japanese version is superior. And yeah. <laughs> I, as a, as a man who worked in sales for over a decade in advertising, <laughs> selling advertising, I can really relate to this movie. Like they're trying to make money off King Kong. I mm -hmm. get it. As wrong, as morally wrong as it is, I get it. Um, and there's actually one thing I actually liked in the. American version better. There's one particular scene I liked in the American version better. Only, only one. The scene where the Amer or the scene where the Japanese Navy intercepts the vessel and the raft, and they and their explanation was, "Hey, King Kong's considered a menace. Do not let him in Japan." Uh, blah blah blah. And the Japanese version. Now, again, there's many different translations, but the the version I grew up watching. Well, grew up. I was already an adult. The version I'm used to watching. The translation is, King Kong has smuggled goods, you can't bring him in here. Smuggled goods, I think the menace thing made more sense in the American version. That's just me. Um, I don't know if like you guys have seen different versions or different translations, but the translation I, I read was, King Kong smuggled goods, you can't have him in Japan. And then the American version, he's a menace, you can't have him here. So Very easy explanation. Mm -hmm. um, Sorry to go. Tar King Kong was smuggling that berry juice into Japan. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking it over. Do you, do you have anything to declare, Mr. Kong? <laughs> um, so going back to this, uh, the King Kong suit. Um, I again, IMDb is my friend, and it just so happened to be listening to a conversation to bring this up. Um, yeah, he had to be sewn in every single shot. Oh, so hell no. When it when it when it caught on fire. He was absolutely helpless. So that was him actually patting himself out because he was trying to get those flames out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God. Yeah. Today I learned. Again, not enough credit. Yeah. Nope. Never Movie was. magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one died. That's the magic. No one died. Magic. Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's, and, uh, it's and, rough. And, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, I want to go back to uh, to, uh, to the American cut uh, real quick. Um, uh, so two things. Uh, I I feel like it is paced better, but like the commentary with the American actors, it's like, okay, what are you doing? We're we're trying to watch the movie. Stop interrupting it. And um, <laughs> that that American cut is also kind of the reason why it took us so long to finally get the Japanese version of the movie yes. here as yes. part of the Criterion Collection. Yeah, because uh, because uh, because uh, I mean, when you get into King Kong, like there's this entire web of red tape that it's just mm -hmm. confusing. It's like, 
okay, who who owns which movies? Who owns which designs? Yeah. Um. Appar- apparently, there, apparently, like one thing about King Kong is public domain, and yes. it is the design from a novel based on King mm-hmm. Kong. It's just really confusing. I, I like uh, I uh, I'm I'm sure there's like plenty of videos like explaining all that. There's a whole wiki Jack on it actually, here, so, yeah. so you could explain the whole like yeah, yeah the whole King Kong cons- like the Kong conspiracy, if you will. Apparently, <laughs> somewhere Adam is the four the four K versions out in Japan right now. It literally just came yeah, out a few months is. ago, and yes. just so everybody knows, four K is region free. So you can yeah, order it from yeah. Japan, and you'll be able to play it on your player. Now, I don't know if it has English subtitles or not. That's something you're going to have to risk. But It doesn't. It okay. Doesn't. So I'm so just saying, like, you, the 4K version is available, and there is no... It's region-free. So you can get the 4K version now. Um, yeah. I'm I saw about it. Doing it was something. glorious. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, if, if you do enough digging online, you can find the 4K version with subtitles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Message me after the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to watch this in 4K. I really would. Uh, I don't yeah. care. I, I, I love every single wire, every single zipper. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I want to see this glorious fight in 4K. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's something about, like, uh, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla is famously one of the most poorly uh, preserved uh, Japanese films of all time. Uh, as far as I know, and I heard that restoring the movie into 4K was like a complete nightmare. And I yeah, and oh, I, I mean, it's gotta be all to, these movies, but probably this one even. Yeah, worse. and I was talking to my Shingaluka co-workers about this like back in 2016-ish, and uh, they were saying like, "Oh man, like it took like actual years just to restore like a few scenes of the movie." I'm like, "Oh my god, like that's." That's really rough, but it's worth it. So yeah, like it's out now. <laughs> yeah, like it really goes to show how like they weren't even thinking about this stuff sixty years ago. Mm-hmm. Like like if you if you went back in time to nineteen sixty two, went up in it went up to Ishiro Honda and said, "Hey, when's the four K release?" He he's gonna think you're insane. Well, they'll be like, like he, he's not gonna know what you're talking about. Four <laughs> K. We're not going digital kilometers. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, I don't know what else. I, I don't know what else to add here. Um, okay. Well, let's. I guess we could talk about the specific monster. So let's 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 talk King Kong real quick. I got some really some awesome photos to show off here. Okay. So King Kong. I mean, the ongoing thing is the suit. <laughs> that may be the ugliest damn suit. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it, and I'm actually one. I'm in the minority here. I actually prefer the suit over the King Kong es- escapes. That's just me. Mm. I don't know what it is about that. This totally suit. understandable. I, I think I don't like the over exaggerated eyes of the escape suit. Yeah, I'm actually on your boat, uh, Jay. So thank you for being the only other person that I know who prefers. This one over the escapes. Suit. I think the thing about the escapes is now that the eyes are over exaggerated, but it's he's more gorilla esque. Where in this, he's more of a you know just a, an ape species, and I don't know. I just and I like the way he well, moves. I, I think mean, that's another thing. He moves better because the King Kong escape suit uh, had like extensions. He like I think Hiro Nakajima wore extension like extended arms. Where it's this, um, the, you know. 
it, it, the suit's fitted, so he's able to do all the cool moves and the punches and the and the judo flips and the rock throwing and all that. I just think it just for this universe it works. And I'm I'm just sad that we didn't get King Kong. We didn't get this version of Kong again. I I really like this version of Kong. I really mm -hmm. do. Damn you, Universal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for me, with King Kong, I feel like there was something almost nostalgic about the suit. Mm -hmm. Like, it almost kind of reminded me of, like, the, the old stop-motion Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with the Yeti. Oh. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of that. Yeah. So, that scans. It was definitely a funky monkey, but there was something kind of charming about it in a funny way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. I, I was telling Jay while I was watching it because you can see like the skin through the eye holes sometimes. And I was like, kind of reminds me of the gorilla suit from Trading Places. <laughs> There's also something about the escape suit that I, I just can't like quite get behind is like its teeth. Uh, uh, the teeth in the uh, King Kong escape suit just kind of looks like odd to me. And uh, Jay, you're mentioning the eyes are a bit kind of like, because it's based on the cartoon show, yeah. so it's meant to be a little bit more like cuddlier. So I'm I'm not a huge. I think I prefer the sort of like oddly like <laughs> kind of creepy looking like <laughs> King Kong, like him like staring at you with, with like the beady eyes. I'm like, yeah, I I kind of like this more, and I think it's also more fitting for the universe, like you were saying, Jay, because I think a lot of the Godzilla um, uh, character designs for the kaiju were sort of based on Japanese yokai and it sort of has that like traditional folklore sort of uh, mythological features to to a lot of the creatures like especially for example like I can totally Manda see yeah like yeah. Manda is super traditional and King Caesar is also you know it's based on an Okinawa you know um, beast so uh this version of King Kong kind of has that like Japanese yokai feel to it. Yeah. So that sort of fascinates me about that um, design, uh, which is pretty neat. Now, if I'm not mistaken, some anyone in the chat or anybody on screen can correct me, but if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't... Now, Willis O'Brien, who was the man who created King Kong in 1933, um... Mm. He was not happy with Kong and the movie and the design, if I'm not mistaken. And this was actually the first time that King Kong was a man in a suit. It was the first time King Kong was mm -hmm. in color. Um, but like, I guess, I guess, you know, the original the originators of King Kong did not like this version of Kong or the movie at all. Am I correct? I think I heard. Something. I mean, uh, I but uh, I mean, uh, part of that is because now. From what I hear, uh, Willis O'Brien wasn't properly credited uh, in the film, despite being like one of the, the original like creators of King Kong. Yeah. So he he kind of got screwed over by John Beck, while John Beck kind of like took in all the glory, and 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 that and that really you know, upset uh, O'Brien. Gotcha. And then unfortunately, then he passed away not long afterwards, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, you know, now that you mentioned the whole, the, the Yeti and the, and the, the yokai effect now, now I'm like looking at it like, oh my God, it makes sense now. But I, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like, I just, I, I like I also switch sides 
now. I used to think the escape suit was better. Now I think King Kong versus Godzilla suit is better. Hey, welcome so, to the club. And I'm yeah. sorry. I think it's <laughs> funny when he does the move, <laughs> move, and then he, you can kind of see like the mask come up a little bit, like the, you know, the. the oh yes, mask. yeah. And, yeah. And he, he's going like this, yeah. and you, like you can see like the flaps of the mask come up. I can't help it. I think it's great. I love it. And I'm sorry. The whole. <laughs> Wave his arms in the air. It's, it's just funny to me. I just, I don't know. I'm just charmed by this. Like I said, King Kong is that is that drunk Uncle Pete that you like, hey, Uncle Pete's here. Grab him a beer, you know. And he just gets drunk and then collapses on the couch. And then and then when you punch him, he wakes up and he's ready to fight. Like, he may have beat Godzilla, but we all know alcoholism will get his liver. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... And, uh, and I also want to bring up something about that, and I'm sure, you know, Yoko, you can absolutely relate to this. That's part of, like, what makes tokusatsu, like, such an incredible style of mm -hmm. media, because it just feels so tangible that, yeah. like, whenever you see, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like, like, these sort of, like, holes or mishaps or, you know, you know these 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 small little things that uh, that seem like shouldn't be there but are are and they and the movie just acts like it just never happens i feel like it just makes it all the more feasible like yeah we know what kind of movie this is that that's bound to happen but that's what makes it so enjoyable because with something like tokusatsu you can really get behind the inner workings of a film mm -hmm. i think it's a very it's not for everyone because I know people who, you know, want their effects to be like pristine, you know, like no errors and, you know, kind of like, for lack of a better term, state of the art. Um, and which this was state of the art at the time. Um, but oh, of course, I think there is a certain sort of like aura around tokusatsu, especially where people think it's cheap. But uh, I think for me, from my perspective at least like i see craftsmanship not like cheap i don't know like card cardboard buildings or whatever the hell they say um so that has always been sort of a fascinating thing for me and obviously you know like with cg you can do things that are like impossible obviously i'm wearing the shirt for the 2021 remake of this movie and obviously that movie does things that you can never do with tokusatsu but yeah. there's something about two guys in suits just like ramming each other that just it, it feels like you were saying um uh, dave is like so tangible and so visceral because it's right in front of the camera and you as the audience can see that it's actually real and it's two guys in suits i think there is something about that aesthetic specifically that is really charming but it's again it's not for everyone but i think if you have that eye you're sort yeah. of opening the door to so many movies that are of this style. So Tokusatsu is sort of hard to recommend for a lot of people because it's yeah, it's an acquired taste. Like there's beer yeah, it's very and niche. Wine drinkers, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. But yeah. I'll just say this: this is just me personally. Like the thing I don't get with people, where they just like, oh my god, it looks so fake and this, this, and that. Okay, to me, like when I see CGI, I know it's CGI and I know it's fake. It looks okay. so CGI nine times out of ten looks so bad to me. And it and it ages like CGI ages. There, there are some oh, exceptions, yeah. 
Like, there are some rare exceptions, like like the recent Apes movies. Like, th there are rare exceptions. But mm. for the most part, when I see CGI, I know it's CGI and I know it's fit. So when, when I see Tokusatsu and I see these models and trains and planes and all that and rubber suits, like, hey, I know it's real. I know that someone built that and made that. And it's, mm -hmm. it's there. You can touch it. You can feel it. And it's in front of the camera. It's something that someone built. It's actually something real. Okay? I think the problem is, is sort of like people... This is kind of a side tangent, but like people yeah. have a hard time sort of um, grasping the idea of filmmaking like in the context of history, because they'll see movies of today. For example, let's just take Godzilla versus Kong, the 2021 version. Mm -hmm. They'll say, "Oh, that one's more epic because it's like it's grand in scale and whatever." But you know, probably maybe their grandkids will watch the 2021 version and say, "Oh, like it looks fake." And you're like, no, it looks it looks good, and you have this nostalgia for it because you grew up with that specific yeah. movie at that time, but you don't have the context to know, like, okay, in the future, it's gonna look dated. So you kind of have to have this eye for movies where, you know, if it's in the past, obviously it's not gonna look real, obviously. But you you have to understand when it was made, how it was made, like, um, you know, and the budget that was put into the movie and all that kind of stuff. But most people tend to not really think about Fair context enough. of, you know, film throughout history. Yeah. So you can't really do anything about it, but you know, I mean, you just have to have that eye for movies, like watching classic movies and stuff like that. Ooh. So a golden rule for tokusatsu is if somebody likes um, the original Star Trek series, I think they can like tokusatsu. Yeah. And I said to Joe, like I said, this was Joe's first taste of a Showa Godzilla movie. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I'm like, look, if you laugh at this movie, that's fine. Because you know what? I'm not going to get offended. I know there are some Godzilla fanatics out there that get mad when people laugh. Don't to laugh me, at a comedy well, you're show. Meant to laugh at this to me, yeah. it's okay to laugh. Like, I can yeah, laugh fine. at it too and still like it. You know? Like, I yeah, can, yeah. And oh, yeah. come on, like a movie like this, when I got a bunch of friends over and we're drinking and doing all this, this is a great movie to turn on. Same with like Godzilla vs. Oh, Megalon. Yeah. Like, you know, if you, oh, want, yeah. if you want everyone to just laugh and have a good time, yeah. this is one you can turn on, okay? Like, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I don't mind people laughing at it. It doesn't bother me. I, I you know, I, if, if you're having a good time and I'm having a good time, then what's the problem? Like, I know, yeah. I, I know, like, some people yeah, really talk like, to you about, well, don't I, laugh I, at I it. Feel, I feel like you should be allowed to make fun of the movies you like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I laugh at, like, the original Planet of the Apes, but I love those movies. Oh, God, I love those movies so much. But every now and again, I'm like, oh my god, that's really bad. But then I'm like, oh, this is a, is this still a masterpiece of cinema? So oh, it is. Yeah, the scope of those movies were incredible. Yeah. amazing. And the storytelling, so, like exactly. So you like can some laugh of the stuff, but some of the stuff, some of that storytelling. I'm sorry to go off tangent here, but some of that storytelling in those apes, those old ones, keep you up at night. You know, when you especially really conquest. Think of, yes. Yeah. When conquest you really is think about it. Like, Absolutely. and of course, shout out to Rod Serling, who wrote the first movie. Mm -hmm. like, um, but yeah, and, and that's another thing. And then to this movie's credit, and I'm going to say it again. I know some of the Godzilla vs. Kong defenders are going to come at me. I don't care. This movie's story is so much better. I feel oh, this yeah. story, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, may not, it may be less superior as far as the presentation and special effect. That's fine. I don't care. But, like, the story's great. It, the yeah, sto the yeah. story for this it works, and I, it's a cohesive yeah. story, and I yeah. can't I don't feel that way about Godzilla versus Kong. I don't. No, Piggy back yeah. on what Yoko was saying about like the the bigger context of cinema, 
One of the things that I've noticed in modern movies compared to classic ones is there's this like deep desire for it to seem real, realistic. Mm -hmm. Whereas with older ones, they kind of leaned into the fact that like, we know that we're telling you a story right now. Right. Yeah. And you as you in the audience know I'm being told a story. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like once you're able to accept that, like just sit back and enjoy the experience, you know? Yes. And that's yes. something I enjoy yeah. about classic cinema. Yeah. 100%. And, and just to just to add to that a little bit, I think uh I think we've kind of lost the spark with trying to tell a story rather than how far can we push technology? You know, that's basically mm-hmm. what we've gotten at now is how much CGI can we throw in here to where they they have that awe spectacle of spectacle, looking at all yeah. the effects mm-hmm. rather than having the story be the awe-inspiring thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And now more than ever, it has diminishing returns. Like they're putting yeah. a lot of effort for like things that are just kind of uncanny feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to throw in just real quick because I feel like I... Uh, I love the dioramas the dioramas of the yes Yes. and like not to take away from anybody who has to dump hours and hours and to learning cg but at the end of the day those assets get deleted to make room on a server somewhere those diorama pieces are still in someone's basement somewhere Mm -hmm. those are those are tangible real things that got blown up, and then the director said, "Okay, make it again." It belongs yeah. in a museum. Yeah, it does. I, w- I wish uh, I had yeah. that quote sound effect. I, <laughs> you get I, one shot. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you want to go into into the money side of things, the CGI programs that are used will depreciate in value. These dioramas are going to get more and more expensive mm-hmm. the older they get. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's. I think that's why Toho keeps a lot of the, the original practical suits around. And again. Yeah. Going back into detail, you want to talk about you want to talk about actual art. They took they took a chunk of heaping rubber and turned it into a literal icon. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hell yeah! I want everybody to look on screen right now. Nothing. Um, if you're in the chat, look at the screen right now. Now look at look at the the, the famous Kong shoving the tree in Godzilla's mouth. Look at the tree. Okay, someone had to it's make that tree. tree. Someone had to make yep. the roots. Like mm-hmm. all the little details you see, like they had oh, to make, yeah. They absolutely had to like think about, okay, we're not trying to break uh, Nakajima's nose. So we have to make a halo <laughs> to put off so he can shove something in there. So like they had to, they probably, maybe I'm wrong on this, but they must've had to make another, either like an additional suit or like make a new helmet for him to wear for that, well, for that shot specifically. Actually. You, you, okay, so we're, you kind of just mentioned the suit there. I just want to say something real quick, and uh, I'd point this out when we did our uh, watch party back in Christmas, uh, Davis, that the fun fact about the 1962 Godzilla suit, they actually reused that asset for Godzilla vs. Mothra. The scene hmm. where Godzilla's wrapped in the cocoon and silk... I remember you telling me this. ...falling into oh. the ocean was the last time the Godzilla 62 suit was ever used. They, that was it. That was the last of the suit. They they used it as they wrapped it in silk and dumped it into the water, and that was it, and they got rid of the suit. Huh. Yep. That's cool. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously they didn't want to ruin the suit that they were using because they reused it for Godzilla, or excuse me, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. 
It was mm -hmm. the same. The, the uh, the silver eyebrowed Godzilla. I don't know what you want to call it. Godzilla's 64. <laughs> but yeah. they had to reuse that suit for the next the movie. But the 62 aging suit. Godzilla. The, the, the 62 suit was just sitting there. Okay, let's wrap it around, wrap it in cocoon, and dump it in the water. So, yeah. Fun fact for huh. you guys that the, the King Kong's or the 62 Godzilla suit was reused for one scene and one shot only in Godzilla, Mothra vs. Godzilla. Hmm. Interesting. I'd actually like to add uh, one fun fact that um, I wasn't aware of until my Shin Godzilla co-worker pointed this out to me. We were at a, uh, a kaiju Actually, cafe. I'm sorry to interrupt. Can you just explain to everybody real quick that you weren't a production assistant? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Just uh, just very, very briefly, I was a production assistant on Shin Godzilla in 2015, and the movie came out in 2016, and um, I worked on it, and that sort of gave me uh, a first-hand look at what Tokusatsu is like, but Obviously, like that was more modern with you know blue screen and stuff, but it was still very much at heart a Tokusatsu film, and I, and I got uh, very friendly with a lot of the Tokusatsu uh, um, staff members, and um, I went back to Japan in 2016. I think that was 2016 um, to watch the movie, or it was either the uh, the next year after uh, when the DVD came out. I'm not sure which year it was, but on Either one of those trips, I went to this kaiju cafe in Japan that's run by this guy who is the son of a Toho uh, staff who owns like a very hidden kaiju cafe where you need to get a reservation to get inside. And on the wall of the cafe, they have the um, Anguirus spine or the his carapace, I guess, from Destroy All Monsters just, like, hanging on the wall. Oh, that's awesome. Um, wow. And uh, you're not allowed to take pictures inside. Like, you have to just go there and see stuff. And if you go upstairs, they have a bunch of, like, um, models from the other Tokusatsu films. But anyway, um, on the TV they had in the bar, they were playing Godzilla vs. Kong and me and the um, Tokusatsu staff. His name is uh, uh, um, Keizo. Um, he... Uh, we were watching it, and there was the point in the movie... Uh, after Godzilla and Kong um, have met and it, it sort of part ways and the military is trying to um, uh, get rid of Godzilla and there's that scene where they try to like bait him into um, uh, falling into a hole uh, and there's a couple shots like a wide shot of like the soldiers in the foreground and Godzilla in the background um, that's actually all on set there's no special effects uh, that's just forced perspective wow that's awesome. Wow, that, wow, I had no idea. <laughs> I, I had no idea. So if you go back uh, to the film and, and watch that scene, um, and I actually went back, uh, there is no, um, that like blue line, like outlining the people's heads, like it, um, if it was a blue screen. So um, that actually is forced perspective. Uh, Haru Nakajima is like further away and the, uh, the wow. uh, self-defense force is just in the foreground. And they shot it that way. Knowledge bomb. Yes. <laughs> Fun facts. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I'm so glad you came here tonight. To, like, no, no, of course. Like, wow. That was, wow. I'm so glad you shared that with us. So, so yeah, there you go, everybody. That was, that was like, wow. Okay, so it is getting a little late here. I know us East Coasters got to work in the morning. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around in a circle, give our closing thoughts, uh, give a, a rating 1 through 10. And if you're 
you know, one of the kaiju fanatics, where would you rank this Godzilla movie among all the movies? So we'll start. Oof. We'll Oof. start. I'm gonna start with uh, Derek and put you on the spot, man. Oh, good. Yeah, just throw me right under that bus. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So closing thoughts on this film is that um, I agree that it is a movie you can. Sh it while Tokusatsu might be subjective from person to person, I feel like you can actually drop anybody into this movie and they'll they'll either take it positive or negative, but they will still be entertained. Um, I also think that, like, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm so verklempt. Um, it is absolutely worth anybody's time. If you, for some reason, haven't seen it, do yourself the favor. Actually, even go watch both versions. I'd love to hear what people think about both versions. Um, and as far as ranking, uh, this movie is in a tier of its own. I cannot possibly rank it. It is it is above God tier. Uh, <laughs> excellent movie. All right, very well said. Uh, definitely appreciate your input there. All right, let's go to our guests now. Start uh, starting with uh, Davis. Uh, this will always be one of my all-time favorite Godzilla movies. One of my all-time favorite King Kong movies. I am always gonna revisit it, uh, uh, like every year, whenever I'm in the mood for a Godzilla movie or a King Kong movie. Um, sorry for the repetition there. Um, so yeah, this, uh, like this, this movie, I, I feel like it doesn't really get enough credit for what it is, what it set out to do, and what it accomplished. And 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 for that reason, I would definitely place it within my top ten Godzilla movies, you know, of all time. Uh, and you know, and, and funny, we're talking about uh, rankings. Um, uh, sometime last year, uh, me, Jay, and a bunch of my friends on a Toku Titan cast uh, did a seven-hour stream ranking every single Godzilla movie on a tier I list. I am super proud I of that stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, would uh, I, I, I would do it again. I would do it again. Yeah, I. I, I forget where we put King Kong versus Godzilla, but I uh, I believe but, uh, we had it in B yeah, tier. Like, like, it was like it's... B yeah, it was either B or C. I think. So I have to go back and right sure and, 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 and and you know <laughs> and, and, and A tier and S tier is is what it is. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll have to look at that again. But uh, yeah, King Kong versus Godzilla. I mean, what more do you want? Can't can't get any uh, better than that. <laughs> All right, well said. All right, uh, Yoko, your closing thoughts on the movie, if you have a rating and where would you rank it and all that good stuff. Yeah, King Kong versus Godzilla, honestly, you know, to echo uh, Derek and Davis's uh, sentiments, it's just a classic. Um, not just of, uh, not just for Godzilla or Kong, it's just a classic for, you know, cinema. I think it's, it, it's one of those milestone moments in blockbuster movie making that sort of just collided everything together. And, um much like any good Godzilla movie, or, or honestly all of them, um, it has a great social commentary. It has a lot to say about um, Japanese society, which I think a Godzilla movie should do in at least, you know, in some respect. Um, and uh, I love that it's able to tackle um, commercialism and media in a very satirical, 
almost like a Doctor Strange love sort of kind of way, but with Kaiju. Um, so that is something that I've loved about this film. So uh, if I have to give it a rating, it's probably going to be a nine. I, I think it's a solid nine and it has to be somewhere within my top 10 of the franchise because it's again, like uh, like David said earlier in this stream, like it's such an important film for both Godzilla and King Kong um, as movie monsters. And yeah, there's just something about this film that makes me keep coming back to it. And I think it, it, it just is that childhood dream of seeing Godzilla and Kong fighting like there's there really isn't anything else to say really uh, uh, like Derek said like it's just Godzilla and Kong and you know you have to love it for that at least alone and on top of that it's a great movie so absolutely pretty guardian go ahead uh I know now you don't have to rank the film because you know you still <laughs> got 30 more movies to watch but if you can give it a rating, and if you want to compare it to Godzilla vs. Kong or some, or any general feelings, but yeah, we'd love to hear uh, your overall thoughts. Yeah, well, so I loved the cinematography, and I loved the way that they incorporated humor into the movie. So for that, I would definitely give it a solid 8 out of 10. The only thing that really detracted the movie for me was that it just felt kind of rough around the edges in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. And when I look at their budget, going back to the budget, you know, they made the movie for only $432,000. That's insane to me. So I can only imagine if they had had, you know, a million dollars to make the movie, it, it would have been a 10 out of 10. Easy, easy. So I'm glad that I got the experience of watching it and it was a, a great movie for sure. Excellent. Joe from Fall One Gaming. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with uh, Pretty Guardian on this and uh, to further that, this is one of the movies that started the whole crossover thing. So I have to give it props for that, and I, I'm going to give it an I'm going to give it an eight point five out of ten. Um, okay. I mean, I like it. That it's better than any of the Godzillas I've seen so far. I'll say that. Okay. I still have a lot to watch. Oh, Joe, <laughs> let me know when you're ready. That, out of the ones that I've watched, this is probably the best story-wise that I've seen. I'm sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, however, I do have to say one thing. If I were, who's uh, who's Fumiko's boyfriend there? If I were him, I would have let her go early on because she gets herself into trouble way too much. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. I mean, look how beautiful she is. I think no matter how much kaiju trouble she gets into, it's like, okay. Yeah, but at a certain point, you just have to cut them loose. <laughs> I don't know. I think Mario would beg to differ. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'll say my piece. Um, so this to me, all right, again, this is just based on every Godzilla movie I've ever seen. I'd give it seven and a half out of ten. This is like just outside my top ten because I, I can't for life be put above 54, Shin, Biolanti, Invasion of Astro Monster, the two mecha, the two Showa mecha Godzilla movies. So that's why this is like just outside my top ten. But I love this movie, and again, it is the second best kaiju tokusatsu fight ever filmed i still love watching that fight you know on mount fuji it's amazing you know as someone you know like who's into kaiju and fighting and all this isn't it it's great i really love this movie uh it 
gives me it gives me a, a feel good. I love the cast. Um, this is this is it's a great cat human cast. Great, great monsters, and this is a pure representation of the golden age of Toho. I'm talking mm. everything from you know Rodan through destroy all monsters. Like this is like golden era Toho right here. And mm. the fact that this was, you know, Godzilla and King Kong's first movie in color, you know, and it set Godzilla on the path to, you know, crossing over with Mothra, crossing over with Rodan, and so on and so forth. Like, yeah. Like, this is peak golden era Godzilla to me. And it never gets old. It's basically a rewatch every year for me. And it was such a joy talking about it for its 60th anniversary with all these fantastic people on screen and yeah this was absolutely a fun look back and i cannot wait to the next live look back or the next uh specific tokusatsu live look back we'll have to do another one you everybody was fantastic tonight thank you so that being said I want to give our guests a chance to uh plug themselves in whatever they got working on i know titan goji's got a movie coming out and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So, uh, uh, Davis, the floor is yours, man. Anything you want to plug? All right, guys. Um, I'm Davis Madol, also known as Titan Goji. Um, you know, I, I, I make videos about, about tokusatsu and uh, anime. Uh, uh, my, uh, 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 my, well, not my recent, but one of my recent videos was on the first movie compilation for the anime, Ashino Joe. Uh, which I absolutely loved. So feel free to check out my review on that. And uh, I and I also have a new short a short film coming out that me and my friend Ethan did uh, called Void. It is a spiritual successor to our to our last one, Null. Get it? Because Null Void. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, and that uh, that's going to be coming out next week, August thirty first. However, if you support my page on patreon at patreon.com slash titan goji for two dollars a month you can actually get early access to the full 30 minute feature itself excellent and yoko gucci of resistant pictures and the z movie podcast plug away my friend yes um so you can find me on social at uh the yoko gucci on instagram and twitter um and you can see my films on YouTube at uh, Resistance Pictures. If you just type Resistance Pictures in my name, it, I'm link sure in the description. Yeah, link in the description. Uh, and um, like Titan Goji, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. Um, I have a f uh, uh, two films that are in post production. Uh, a lot, a lot of work uh, to be done. Um, but you know, uh, trucking along forward so uh thank you guys for the support and uh i would appreciate if you guys checked out my youtube channel absolutely again just want to really link in the description for all these fine folks all their all their work is in the description so definitely check those out derek the one who nerds i know you got a bunch of stuff in the works so what you got all right uh hi everybody uh, i'm derek i am the one who nerds you can find me on youtube at bonus commentary um, if you want to hear my thoughts on Godzilla vs. Kong, the U.S. version, um, I have a video on it you guys can go and check out. I worked really hard on that and had a really good time re uh, going back through it. Um, I'm also currently in the process of making some uh, top secret uh, content for Nerdcage, so just uh, make sure to hit that sub button 
thumbs up. Ask Jay where where Derek's new show is. You need to know. Uh, yeah, and that's me. Yes, pretty guardian. Hello, I am Pretty Guardian. Let me be your gateway drug to RPGs. So on my channel, youtube.com slash Pretty Guardian, I just have my Cozy Games video up. If you like Cozy Games, definitely check that one out. And then not this weekend, but the following, I'm going to be releasing a video on Kingdoms of Amalur. This was an amazing action RPG. They just had their 10 year anniversary. And so I wanted to do a look back and talk about the history of that game and really dive into it. So if you're interested in that, definitely check out my channel. All right. And Joe from Fall One Gaming, you've been dropping them shorts. Oh yeah. I got YouTube shorts, right not yeah, <laughs> I know what you mentioned. Thanks for that. But uh, yeah, I got two of them up right now. One is from episode one of She-Hulk, and the other one is a review of the new trailer from Gamescom for Gotham Knights. So go check those out. Those are already up on the channel right now. Tell them about tomorrow. Tomorrow, we are going to be playing... Uh, Actually, it's not tomorrow, Jay. Oh, it's Friday. Oh my God, it's Friday. You're right. Oh my God, it's Friday. Sorry, we usually go live anyway, on Thursday. Friday, Friday, we will be playing Zelda: Ocarina of Time. And then on Tuesdays, on Tuesdays we go back to Bayonetta, our favorite Bullet Witch. That's all and on Saturday, yep. we are doing a watch party of Mortal Kombat 1995. Yes. <laughs> gonna be freaking awesome uh yeah um so got a couple things to plug real quick uh if you guys missed the uh promo earlier we are giving away an xbox series x get us to 1500 subscribers all right and we'll give away we'll put up another video on how you can win an x a free brand new xbox series x from nerd cage live um also the nerd cage live merch store is up the link in the description check it out you got the uh the logo with the strength and geek knowledge on the back. And then if you're feeling frisky, we got the Pornhub parody logo. More yes. designs on the way. <laughs> uh, so please, if you buy a shirt, you are directly supporting the channel. We appreciate everybody's support. Um, and of course, join Nerdcage Nation, the Facebook discussion group. It's always popping. It's always a good time. It's a safe place for us nerds. As well as the Discord is up and running. Uh, link in the description for those. And of course, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, both handles nerd underscore cage to keep up with our next video drops and our next live stream and so on and so forth. And I got something to plug personally. Today, an interview with uh, Joe Blow Celebrity Interviews. I had the pleasure of editing a Sylvester Stallone interview. He's out promoting. Oh. He's promoting his new movie Samaritan, uh, which drops on Amazon yeah. Prime this Friday. I got to edit this. Trust That's me, it. what a step in my career that was. Um, That's huge. That's a pretty. Awesome. I posted it on man. my. It's posted on Nerd Cage Nation. It's posted in Discord. It's posted. If you're friends with me on Facebook, it's posted there too. But go to Joe Blow Celebrity Interviews, and it's the first video up there. It's uh, with Stallone, and I forgot the actor, other actor's name, or Pilo something. Uh, he plays the villain, but um, but yeah, check that out. Uh, I had a good time. I had a great time editing that. I have an, I have another interview I'm currently editing. I, I I'm not allowed to say, but um, <laughs> yeah, I I'm you know, under strict orders. I can't talk about it. 
Um, <laughs> also, I did an interview with, or I did an interview for um, the movie The Invitation that just came out, the vampire oh, nice. movie. Ooh, uh, that sweet. interview is posted as well. So I, yeah, edited by yours truly. Uh, Joe Blow's been giving me a lot of work. So, um, so yeah, please check those out. Um, you know, the more views and response it gets, the more chance I have of getting a full-time gig and quitting my job at the hospital. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's also thank you to everybody who's been supporting my work outside of Nerdcage. I really, really appreciate it. Um, as far as Nerdcage content, we'll be live next Thursday. I don't know what we're going to do, though. We, ha- we haven't planned next month yet. We'll have to discuss off-air. Um, and there'll be more shorts dropping. YouTube shorts, not, you know. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a couple shorts. I'm going to do one on Orphan, First Kill, and I'm going to do one on Samaritan this weekend. So look out for those. Um, there'll be another ranking video, another Mount Rushmore down the road, but I'm not ready yet. Um, but there'll be more content dropping. And of course, the new era of Nerdcage Live, uh, you'll see more content from uh, Derek and Pretty Guardian and Joe. Uh, and I'll, I'll ash out something eventually. Um, but yeah, <laughs> keep your eyes out, Nerdcage Live. Appreciate everybody's support. Again, get us to 1,500 subscribers so we can win an Xbox. Uh, again, thank you to everybody who's tuned in and thank you to everybody who's listening on our podcast as well. Uh, appreciate everybody's goddamn support, and yeah, it means the world to us. So that being said, we previously ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like syphilis. So you, I say, from yours truly, Syracuse, New York, <laughs> Portland, Oregon, Dallas, Texas, Los Angeles, California, New York City, to all of our friends around the world, friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live and Titan Goji and Resistant Pictures. As always, enjoy life. Stay safe. Eat your vegetables. Do your push-ups. Get eight hours of sleep. Thank you very much. And good night. We'll see you on Twitch tomorrow. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, Tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live!